0: So, Mr. Stew, last night, he says he doesn't like superhero movies. He doesn't like any of those comic book movies. Mm -hmm. I convinced him yesterday to go see Joker.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll be expensing the ticket. Was it? Wait. You convinced? You just said it on the air. It's on record. (laughs) The IRS, you heard it. So, which... Uh, which which
0: way did this roll? Because every time he goes to see a movie that I like, that's a superhero movie, he hates it. <laughs> so which way did it go? We'll talk about that and um, some really interesting updates on Elon Omar and impeachment. All coming up.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: All right. Today, we're going to begin to take a further look on how unusual this entire impeachment process is. Nothing is as it seems. Last Thursday, I showed you everything the Democrats had been doing in Ukraine. To get a baseline, we really should start there. We did. The entire episode is available on YouTube and also on Blaze TV. But tonight on TV, we're going to take a close look at what started this, uh, this whole thing, the whistleblower report. Yes, again, the chalkboard is needed, because there is nothing about this report that is usual. From the absolute beginning, this process has been tainted by partisanship. I'm going to show you how it's supposed to go, and then show you how this one went. You decide. We're also going to show you the facts on the law firm that is now representing both the original whistleblower and now the second one that has come forward. Everything stinks to high heaven. Let's just say if you were reluctant to use the word deep state, you might be fully on board after tonight's show. You don't want to miss it. Only on Blaze TV. All right. I'm excited so,
1: about, uh, you mentioned my Joker viewing yesterday. Yes, yes. I'm kind of more interested in another viewing party that happened in the United States of America last night. Don't know what you're talking about. I think you do know what I'm talking about because you t- mentioned to me I off the air. Now I, I'm making you mention that it on was, the air. <laughs> that were things on the, off the air now, wasn't it? It was off the air initially, yes. but oh, do you not, does your audience not deserve the information that's I important to the future of the country? I not have permission to
0: say about that last night. Let's just, say, Let's just say
1: you certainly yes. You have the ability to speak in general terms.
0: Well, why don't you do it?
1: Well, I don't have whatever restrictions you have.
0: Let's just say that I I I got an email uh, last night from uh, some uh, uh, people on Capitol Hill, and they were burning the midnight oil. And uh, they were uh, they were all sitting together and um, and they were
1: watching the special last night together because uh, people on Capitol Hill. Uh uh-huh. So just like maybe some Blaze subscribers came up to Capitol Hill and had their phones out. Could and were be
0: watching it. Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be people that uh, can do something about it as well. But I, I can't say I don't know. But
1: uh, well, you do know. Hmm? you're just not you can't say it's how true was, but you don't know how was not joker true. last night
3: i was joker last
1: night well, hold on i want to make sure we get to the, <laughs> but, a little bit further into this I, I i have nothing to say here i have nothing to say here i i, I Do don't you think have... that there potentially is some there might be some movement on what you talked about in the special is that fair?
0: To I say? wouldn't I wouldn't know, Stu, but I would imagine that there are people <laughs> that are, uh, you know, uh, possibly, hmm. you know, thinking about, you know, their own investigations. I don't know. I wish I did. And I wish I could tell you. But how was Joker last night? This is all you're going to give That's us. That's all I'm going to give you. That's more than I'm going to
1: give you. That's
0: <laughs> it. That's, uh, you're going to be surprised to hear you already gave I, that, I, so I, you can't take I,
1: it back. I, I would like to now hear about Joker. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you off the hook for the moment. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Joker last night. Went to go see it yes. uh, on your request. Uh, work time? No, it yeah, was not work was. time. It was. No, and I-, I will say, um, I went to an Alamo Drafthouse, which is a dine-in theater, so the yeah. food also <laughs> included. In that work trip. So just so you know when the expense report comes (laughs) in. All right, all right, all right. Get to Joker. Joker, I really, really liked it. It was really good. I got to say, all of your... uh, Right? I will say, very rarely does Glenn Beck provide an accurate movie review. It is not something he does well. He doesn't understand not movies, true. doesn't understand films, doesn't understand, understand art, I, I mean, frankly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even as the 100th most important person in the world of art, yes. as you were named by yes. some art magazine yes. um, several years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't always agree with your movie choices. But really, you I think you actually outlined it really well. And again, no spoilers here. I, I, I will not give you any spoilers on this movie. It is uh, very dark. Um, the... Everything that I've heard about it, and it's funny because there's been a lot of fighting mm-hmm. on both sides about mm-hmm. like, well, uh, actually, this is true and this is true. Kind of everything I thought of, everything I've heard about it was, it was wrong. all it was all wrong and right because yes, you know, yes, it, 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 Like, yes. first of all, people presented it as this right wing thing, and this is something that is this is not, not a spoiler; it's been out there, and that it's absolutely a left wing movie. No,
0: no, no. CNN said this is. This is uh, white man. This is the, what do they call it? White man guilt or white man uh, syndrome, where the white man is just tired of everything being taken away from him and given to other people. That's, that's,
1: that has nothing to no. do with this. No, it's, 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 it's Occupy Wall Street. I mean, if you will go back to the Occupy Wall Street era, you will see so many themes, and Antifa as well. It's yeah. very much a movie. The themes are almost identical to that. And does not glorify it. Yeah, you know, I can also understand the initial think piece, you know. Oh, no, I can too. uh, Burst we got where they talked about how this will be seen for for these types of people on the left, by the way, largely. Yeah. But it will be seen uh, by these types of people um who are on the edge anyway as a as like a best case scenario for me doing something terrible. Yeah, I
0: think if you're mentally ill or in antifa, which yeah. I think are interchangeable, mm-hmm. um I think you could see this as as a trigger.
1: Yeah, and like That is not the responsibility of a filmmaker, Mm -mm. okay? A filmmaker has a responsibility to make a good movie, makes a good film, doesn't matter. Like, none of that matters to me. You have zero responsibility as to whether you're starting a revolution or not. Like, that's how I am an extremist on this one. A person who's an artist, a person who's a commentator, a person who is a journalist, your job is not to micromanage what you think the reaction to your story will be. Mm -hmm. Your job is to write the right story. Your job is to write the right movie. Your job is to write the right song, whatever it is. And you can't sit here and and think, well, I shouldn't put this part in because it might make some crazy person do something crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can totally see, and this is I thought this was a fascinating part of it, you can totally see how... You would get that out of the movie if you wanted to, um, but I thought it was fascinating in that, like, how many times have conservatives complained about themes in movies? We've complained about, you know, you're pushing this agenda, you're you're saying X, Y, and Z is going to happen coming out of a, out of a movie, whether it's you know. Uh, pushing a, you know, whether it's gay rights agenda or um, some crazy feminist agenda or some crazy liberal agenda. We complain about this often, and we're always look laughed out bro- of the room. Look, look at how always. Brokeback
0: Mountain turned uh, all the cowboys gay. They're
1: all gay now. They're all gay I mean, now. Yeah, right. I mean, I live in Dallas, I know. <laughs> and and uh, it's one of those things where they constantly laugh us out of the room whenever we say, hey, there's a theme in this movie, and it might be influencing the way people think, the way people, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. Only inhumanity to animals yeah. and smoking. Right. And here's an example where they're on the exact opposite side, where they're saying, well, n- you know, uh, this is, of course, going to influence people because they see it. They are able to paint this thing as, well, it's right-wing violence somehow. Again, there's nothing in the movie that would indicate right-wing violence at all. None. He's just, I mean, the only thing is... The left, and this is so revealing about how g- generalist they are in their thinking, is they just see, well, they, there's been people, a couple, uh, who have been loners and dangerous people who have who've done terrible things that have associated themselves with the right. I mean, I would argue more with the left, mm-hmm. um, but whatever. They only see the right-wing ones, mm-hmm. and so they're able to say, well, this guy's a loner, and he therefore he's right-wing, when there's no—I mean, he doesn't he's no wing. I mean, it's not a political movie, we should point out. Um but it, it is a fascinating thing that when the media wants to see something that can hurt the right, movies are influential. They'll, they're moving opinion. They're making people do things. When it's something where the le- the right is concerned that the, the le- opinion might be moved uh, by the left, then it's like, what are you talking about, you weird prude? How, how can you think that mm-hmm. a movie would affect people the way they think? You guys are just paranoid. We're not mm-hmm. doing that until they admit it five years later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was separating the two out. Number one, it was a really good movie. Really well done. I Great mean, film. Joaquin Phoenix is as Great good as everybody movie. says he is. I mean, it, it really is how it's been uh, kind of covered. And secondarily, you can see the themes kind of everyone's talked about. Where where everyone from the initial think pace piece wave of like, it does. If, you, if you're if you already psychotic and you're sitting in a room considering uh, shooting up a movie theater you can see how it would feel like, wow, like this could happen to me, this wonderful, glorious thing where it's being glorified. Mm -hmm. On the other side, if you're a sane person, you're going to see this as, well, this is a very dark, awful person doing very dark, awful things um who was you know certainly pushed in an ugly direction and that sometimes you do feel bad for him the best movies are ones where they can do that right where they can paint so the full sort of breadth of a of a character where you it's not just this easy thing where i hate x yeah like, it's not you, you see know, a little he bit didn't of fall there. into a vat of acid yeah you
0: know what i mean that's yeah. what i like about this is uh he is he's real you know there are people like this out there and he's real, and you could see this actually happening in real life all the way to the green hair and the outfit right mm-hmm. you it makes sense in real life uh and he he plays a very sympathetic character you know for through three quarters parts, of yeah. yeah through three quarters of the movie and you hear him and what what the media should be talking about is how people don't feel as though they're heard. They, they can't talk about that yeah. because they're on their own agenda and they're not listening. They're not listening to half of the country. Brexit, they're not listening to the voters in England. And so that's the real problem because he wouldn't have been that way if he if people would have listened to him and treated him with some...
1: Some basic dignity and respect. And we've seen that before. It doesn't always work. I mean, a lot of some people, there are mental issues. That oh, and he, he's deeply mentally disturbed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing that when you talk about mass shooters, one of the things they, they talk about specifically, and it's one of the reasons why I don't ever say their names, I, you know, right. is because these guys go through their whole lives with the main complaint of their life being nobody listens to me. And then they see that when they commit a mass shooting, it's the one time everybody's interested well, in what again, they think.
0: No spoiler, but what he writes in his
1: diary. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's sure. He, uh, and they go back to that over and over again. And that's that's why one of the reasons why I don't want to ever give anyone that satisfaction. I don't want anyone to know. And I think that's I think it's what the the media should do, I believe, um, because it's not relevant information either. It's uh, it's not it's not important what their motivation is. It's important to investigators. It's not important to you and I. Can we just talk about the storyline here in a sec? Well, yeah, you've already, you're all, I don't want to give any spoilers though. I don't want to give any spoilers out
0: either, but I just want to... Well, I don't, I don't... You don't want to give any spoilers out and yet you came after me with what's going, what was happening in Washington last night.
1: Well, that's not a spoiler. That's an important development of the country. That's a movie spoiler. That's a spoiler. But I want to know the end of that one. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I'm not giving the end of either of them
3: we'll talk about it.
0: While many reviewers have focused on Arthur Fleck, otherwise known as the Joker, as an incel hero, his status as a sexless loner who turns to violence. The true nature of the movie's appeal is actually broader. It's an insidious validation of the white male resentment mm. that helped bring Donald Trump to power. You've got to be kidding me. This is CNN.
1: That's an, that's an, that is a review written by someone who did not see the movie. Like, that's, what, that's how that reads. I don't know how you can watch that movie and think that after watching it. Well, it
0: goes on. Joker at its core is the story of The Forgotten Man. And yes, that is true. I don't think it is. That's the conversation I, I had after, right after. I thought it was absolutely about the,
1: the forgotten f- man. The forgotten man. I mean, as you know, Amity Schles wrote in her uh, book, um, and uh, you know, was is, is sort of the the cons- the concept that Trump took advantage of during the election is not about an incel, it's no, about it's a not. hardworking American with a family that that gets overlooked by elites, essentially. Okay,
0: so so here is here is may I make the case on the forgotten man? Sure. The forgotten man is something that came really from the depression, when when politicians promise you that they are going to fix something by stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Where that money usually comes from is the middle, mm-hmm. and so you're transferring the wealth of the middle to the government and then to the poor, the the uber rich. Get away with it. I mean, the uber-rich mm-hmm. are not paying for—I mean, I'm talking about people like Kennedy's. that They're not paying uh, income tax. And so the income tax is only hit on the either very new entrepreneurial rich, and I'm not talking about Silicon Valley rich. I mean, people who are making $500,000 a year or a $1 million a year, and they just—because they just—their business just took off. They are paying, and so are the people all the way down to 65000 They pay that rich, that transfer of wealth, and nobody's talking about them. They talk about the poor. They talk about the rich, but nobody's talking about the people in the middle. That's what this underlying theme is in this movie. The rich, the rich, they're screwing you. They're screwing all of us. You know, even all the people that are working, you know, for the government are talking about, they just, they don't care about us. They don't care about us. And so it is this this forgotten man that does play in to w- 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 what's happening in
1: today's world. In many ways, though. I mean, Gotham is how Elizabeth Warren sees America. Yes. She, this is the yes. left-wing Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren vision of what America is really like. Yes. This terrible place where evil rich people are constantly abusing... The, uh, the poor people and the middle class because they don't care about them and they are completely selfish in their wonderful dinner parties while everyone else is outside suffering. That's what Elizabeth Warren thinks of us. Right. That's what Elizabeth Warren thinks of this country, which is why she thinks it has to be changed into but some socialist utopia. But it is the Elizabeth
0: Warren view of, of uh, stately Wayne Manor and uh, Thomas... Wayne was that in his first name? The dad, Thomas, Thomas Wayne. That that is the yeah. view for at least half of the movie. It changes, but at least half of the movie. Kind of paints Thomas Wayne
1: as this evil rich guy. Yeah, that whole that whole c- circle of people though is is who she targets with every Correct. single policy. Correct. And of course, as we all know, you can't get enough money from those people to pay for the policy she's talking about. She has to take it from everybody. Yeah. She has to take it from the middle class. She has to take it from the working people. But that's not how she talks about it. Correct. But that's how
0: eventually you feel, because mm. there's this middle that is like, wait a minute, I'm how come I'm not getting anything here? Who's You're looking out for me? Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. The uh, the the host of pat gray unleashed i don't know how that Thank happened you. we had a show named pat gray unleashed and then pat gray showed up so weird
3: so we thought well, it's like when people get lou gehrig's disease right <laughs> that's weird right i like, mean what how did lou gehrig himself get, get that the disease, disease? you'd it's, think you'd avoid that
0: <clears throat> yeah you know shaking yeah. hands with people with that disease you'd be like hey i I'm, I'm not lou gehrig's but i have a lou gehrig disease and you're like i can't meet you
3: right right May I, may I congratulate you on your bold fashion statement, by the way, today? That is the finest ascot you've worn all it's week. It's not an ascot. Finest ascot I've seen this it's week. It's not an ascot. It's great. You're, you're already going to say number one on Tuesday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so far mm-hmm.
1: this week, it's
3: his best ascot.
1: It's not an ascot. What is it's it? Exactly. It's
0: what, would you, a, what would you call that? It's a, it's like a scarfette.
3: Cowboy. It's a cowboy scarf. It's a a, a cow- handkerchief. It's a handkerchief. Yeah, it's uh-huh. a
0: cowboy scarf. See, it okay. goes with the uh, the cowboy. There's just
3: not enough handkerchiefs worn around people's necks anymore. Thank you for bringing that back. You're welcome. When you have a neck as fat as mine, you do anything to cover it. That's That's what I was thinking. I do have a neck as fat as yours, and I don't do anything to cover it. Well, maybe you should (laughs) uh, should. think about that. I'm going to look into handkerchiefs. By the way,
0: we want to thank uh, News Talk 840 KXNT in Las Vegas uh, for carrying the show. We're live in Las Vegas, and we are thrilled to be a part of uh, Talk 840. Okay. Go Rebs. Nice. Yeah. There you go. That's, That's a little local flavor there. Mm-hmm, Good job. Mm-hmm. That's what they used to say in the Civil War. I yeah, don't well. understand the mm-hmm. reference. UNLV there, Rebels. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, all right.
3: So, Pat. Yes. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Have you heard that Elon Omar has gotten a divorce? Yes. And yeah. it's all the fault of the media. Right. It just, I mean, just right? sleeping with some other man's husband while she was married to another man. I mm. just, I... That Had nothing to do with it. I'm it, thinking, thank you very much. Nothing it was her political
0: foes, yeah, right. The she has been the object of speculation and innuendo from political opponents in the media, and uh, and so she is it took a toll on uh Ahmad and their three children and Ilan and it's persecution. It really was, mm-hmm. it really was pointing out that hey, you're Seem to be sleeping with another guy. <laughs> Apparently that was hard on the marriage. <clears throat> huh.
3: Yeah. When have spouses gotten so picky about this. I like don't that? know. That's just well as
0: soon as the press started <laughs> pointing things out like that, you know. Pathetic. You know, they didn't do that to John F. Kennedy. No, they didn't. And his marriage lasted. <laughs> they
3: had a happy marriage. Oh,
0: blissful, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. So, uh, what else is on your uh, your docket here? I, you know, I'm kind of thinking about a few things. Uh, one is the Kurd pullout, the pull-out in northern uh, Syria, Syria mm-hmm. leaving the Kurds exposed. In mm-hmm. fact, it, it seems that we're pulling out for the specific Reason. purpose. <laughs> yeah, Turks can come in and yeah, it's demolish. The it's Kurds.
0: it's it's an interesting it's an interesting comment. Yeah, uh, uh, about us that mm-hmm. every time there is a chance to let the Kurds be slaughtered. We do it. We do it. You know, We're like, s- does anybody yeah. want us to leave this area? <laughs> Is there anybody that wants to kill the Kurds? Killing the Kurds, going once, going Syria, Turkey. All right.
3: <laughs> anybody else a- to the Turks? <laughs> anybody else this- <know> time? <laughs> right. Because think just- about this. You go back to uh, the mid eighties mm-hmm. when Saddam Hussein gassed the Kurds, yeah, and killed eight to fifteen thousand people, and we did nothing. Well, I am sorry. We took part in 17 U.N. resolutions, and we threatened to write an 18th if right. they did, did it
0: again. I remember it. I remember it. Now, Pat, you do know that these are not the same Kurds. Yeah, well, they're Syrian Kurds. The Syrian Kurds are uh, are Marxist communists. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they've been helping us because we buy into this stupid, the enemy
3: of my enemy is my friend. And it's not only they've been helping us. They actually fought the war. Yeah. You know, Trump says, well, we gave them all kinds of money and, and equipment. Well, yeah, because they fought our war. Right, so we
1: didn't have to get our guys killed. Right. Right. I mean, I, they, look, they were pretty damn good allies in this thing. They were. Uh, and as far as and getting so rid of Kurds ISIS, Iraq is a big been. part of it. Big part of it. Yeah.
0: So now Turkey is going to uh, come in and kill all the Kurds and likely many Christians as well. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. What, what did they say? They were going to relocate them? Isn't that what it was they were? They're gonna repopulate. They're, they're re-
3: gonna repopulate the region. <laughs> yes,
0: they're gonna repopulate. What does that mean?
3: So they're gonna what? get rid of the current population.
0: We're gonna repopulate and
3: and it. Introduce a new uh, a new, a new population, population. A new group of- Look, that is. I mean,
0: it's done. Been done before in history. Uh, Hitler did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Stalin, Stalin did it in
3: Ukraine. Mao did quite a bit of that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right. You just <laughs> you get that those
1: people go off to like a summer camp or a, they a go. Camp. A camp. It's not always, It could go all any season. You don't yeah, want to specify right. necessarily summer, but it's a camp. Right. Mm-hmm. Those people
0: mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. go away, and nobody asks about what happens to them. And then new
1: population comes in and takes their shoes. because don't, 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 don't pester in their personal <laughs> lives. What their choices are of where they wind up going is right. none of your business. Right. Don't ask about them. It's just right. a happier place. It's better. It's a Whatever, better that's place. That's what you need to know. <sighs> Maybe I, it's an eternal place. A place where they can live
0: forever,
2: <laughs>
0: you know, and the end of tears. Yes, yes, thank you. the end of tears. Let me ask you this, Pat, because I'm with you. I hate this policy. Mm-hmm. I hate this
3: policy me because too. we always abandon, abandon
0: the, Kurds. the
3: Kurds. Yeah, we did it three times in Iraq, right? Uh, maybe four. We're doing it again here to the Syrian Kurds. Uh, what does it take? I don't know more and than then, Kurds. We know then, that. Right. <laughs> more than Kurds. If we could just get some
0: way in there, we would be all right. Now here's, <laughs> that would be here's nice. the thing: we know that Turkey likes to murder people. <laughs> they they don't mind a good genocide from time to time.
3: Now, why are you saying that? I mean, that's only because a wild they've, statement. Only because they've done it.
0: Okay. Um, so they're going to go in <laughs> and they're going to move the Christians and the Kurds.
3: Translation genocide. Unless they're sending in moving vans, who knows? Maybe they show up with Turkish U-Hauls and they will move the Turks to a nicer place. You know what? Is that possible? <laughs> you know what? The Germans did take all of those children in ambulances right to a better place. To a better place. <laughs> to a better place. Right. It, right. To me, it's shameful. And, you know, President Trump said he spoke to everybody. Did anybody. Ever say, yeah, we should withdraw right now. Right, well, that's the thing. I can't imagine it. I-, I kind of feel like this, a policy like this comes
1: down the same way Donald Trump references putting alligators in moats. Which is, I i ran on this, I've asked for it a million times. Every time I ask for it, you guys say I can't do it. I, now You've been saying that for so long, <clears throat> screw it, just do it. Yeah. And I think that's how these things come down. Now, remember. But that fits into what George Bush told me remember
0: george bush in the oval office he Mm -hmm. said look the next guy and the guy after that they're all going to see that they have no real options because they're going to get the same advice that i'm getting yeah the same information same information advice right
1: so he's one of these guys who says screw it let's just do it you know and and i think he does that again you don't issue military orders on twitter that's not how it occurs which is why last time he tweeted about this nothing happened Right Mattis mm-hmm. left, but they didn't do the actual pull out that he said so, he was going to do. so until they until they actually do this, do, should we even react to it? I mean last time they they, they said this, they said they were going to do this, they didn't even do it. yeah, you know I think there's a lot there's a lot of there, there could be a part of this that's Trump saying, look, I'm sick of waiting, I've been saying I want this done. I've got a year before I'm up for re-election. Mm-hmm. I promise to get this done if for some reason he does lose, who knows what the next person does? I want this over with before I leave uh, if I if I happen to lose. Um, And here's the situation. Get it done or I'm going to pull them all out. And this is his way of motivating people to figure out some other way of doing it. Last this time is it did This is the way but,
0: the restoring honor happened. This is the way restoring courage happened. Oh, Israel. you've got your
1: Trumpian aspects. Oh, so we've I do. definitely all noticed because yeah, <laughs> what I do is when
0: everybody says no, I just go on the air and say <laughs> we're doing this, and they're like, "Oh crap, let's <laughs> work out a way." Yeah. Then they have to find a way, mm, and I yeah. I do think that is it's just really part bad, of this bad timing. No, bad. it is but, because I but want wait, the we have another convers- home as well. Right? Can we have another conversation? another conversation mm-hmm. you're the president of the united states and um you truly believe that because i think you do and i do i don't know about Stu; he's still a little bit of a neo a neocon but <laughs> uh, <What? laughs> i don't even be <laughs> accused of that one uh you don't spend enough time on twitter mm. uh so here's the uh here's the thing if i believe you believe president believes We've got to change our policies. We've got to stop getting entangled in everybody else's war. And we can't plant democracy in places where they don't understand it, nor do they want it. And we're not the world's policemen. Well, we got ourselves roped into this one, so we're there. Well, yes, we are. But maybe it's time to come home. Well, if we pull out, it'll cause a vacuum. Yes, it will. It will. It will. But when can we pull out? How do you get there from here? Right. And so I think that the advice around the president is most likely you can't, Mr. President. You can't because of this and this and this. Well, okay, I'm just telling you, I'm going to pull out at some point. Where do. Give me away. Give me away. Nobody gives me away. Well,. Okay, guys, I asked you six months ago, I asked for some plans. It's your job at the Pentagon to come up with some plans to get us out of there. I'm telling you, get us out of there. Yes, but Mr. President, the State Department and the Pentagon, they both think that this is, I don't care. I'm the president. Give me a plan. Mm -hmm. And when they don't give him a plan, that's when he says, goes on Twitter. Fine. We're out. We're out. I'm going to force the issue.
3: Yeah, right. I, I think that's it's probably what happened. And look, he's a good friend. I mean, yeah. I, you know, right. this is part but of But tell me league.
0: what we do. Do we fight their war? Do and, we fight another war? Do
3: we get into a fight with Turkey? No. But Turkey doesn't want to fight with us either. So you just you take a stand and you say, "No, yeah, we're not doing that." And what you're committing to here, right, is this is happening. We're, you if it, know, if it happens, to, we're not we're going to get in out, and out of your it. way and you do what you will to he, the you Kurds. Know,
1: he, you know, Trump tweeted about how he would put, basically, seemingly put sanctions on Turkey if they did something bad, right? Like he would go to that route. I mean, that, that's probably our fallback, right? If they do something that he, you know, the president doesn't like, he's going to come know, after their economy work really well. Well, say so, you know they've they've done some damage in Iran. They've mm-hmm. done so. You know, they're they're not completely ineffective, but I mean, I, I think what you're saying here is like you just want to tell the Kurds, look, we're leaving. If you want to leave, too, probably a good time. Yeah. But if you want to stay, you're fighting your own battle. That's essentially what's happening here, right? Mm-hmm. It's essentially what happened. We'll we'll back you up on the on the financial stuff, but we're we're done with this now. And it's important to understand that the, our American troops in Syria are not fighting. on the front lines. They're not fighting these battles. You know, the Kurds really are fighting this war for us. Um, we are helping, advise. We're helping with you know airstrikes. We're helping with. You know, tools and and resources, but we're not mm-hmm. really. It's not like our troops are cu- under constant fire in Syria. No, and it's also important for
0: our troops because Al, uh, not Al Qaeda, ISIS is is not dead and will
3: come mm-hmm. back. Uh, and Iran is moving now towards the Mediterranean, and they've got fifteen thousand ISIS fighters in prisons right now. What's going to happen to all of them when we pull out? Are they are they going to remain or? Are they going to be set free again I- eventually? Are those the only two? Are those the only two options? Well, you could kill them. Okay, so there's two out of the three I like.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chris in Idaho, welcome to the
2: Glenn Beck Program. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, I was been listening to you uh, talking about Trump and his statement pulling out of Syria this morning and Mm -hmm. as as much as I hate to admit it and I understand the 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 pain and suffering that's gonna come from it, I've gotta agree on on this one with him. Um, there there's no there is no exit strategy out of that area, there is no winning solution, and there never has been, and there will be. We're not the first ones over there that have tried to solve these problems. The, mm-hmm. it, it's an all ideolo- an ideological problem that's been going on for generations and in generations. And they will continue to war. They will continue to fight against each other, and they will continue to fight against. Any civilization or ideology that doesn't coincide with theirs, and that's just the way of the world that is it's written in history yeah and i don't know i don't know that we stay there and keep spending our our money and and our blood and sending loved ones in there for a conflict that can never be won
0: chris i i I think this is one of the more difficult positions uh and decisions that we have had to make if you are a, a thoughtful person when it comes to war and what we're doing over there. Here are people, the Christians are going to be killed. Uh, I think what we, we should concentrate on is getting those Christians out of there, if we can, uh, and making sure that they're not... It's just not a mass genocide. Um, if there is a mass genocide, it, it will be on... Um, this country's head in a way because they're telling us they're going to do that and people usually follow through on those kinds of promises thank you so much for your phone call
2: you're listening to glenn beck